0: Well, hey everyone! It looks like we are live. I'm just gonna play this quick intro thing, and then we'll get right to it. All right, so hey, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, uh, crypto fans of all shapes and sizes, and anything else you want to say, uh, welcome to the third installment of the Digital Cash Rundown. Uh, as usual. I'm your host, Joel Valenzuela, and we have a very special guest today, Jessica from Edge. How's it going, Jessica?
1: I am well. Thanks for having me today, Joel.
0: Yeah, no problem. I've been, you know, definitely you're on my short list of people to reach out to um, through all the other things I do. I run around and try to like, you know, go after experts or big names and things like that. But this is the one where it's just who's going to sound good? chatting about crypto stuff who's going to who has something who has like personality and fun stuff to say sometimes you interview someone and it's a little dry and they're like oh they're the preeminent expert at this or they have a terrible camera or you know they have bad fi or whatever but this is the this is the purely let's have fun let's chat about what's going on that whole thing
1: yeah well it's a pleasure to be here and it's a pleasure to hang out with you and actually get to know you Um, Mm -hmm. I've known you for what three four years now
0: yeah it's it's hard to keep track of like all this kind of stuff and it's a very it's such a tight-knit community in crypto world sometimes it's it's um it's easy to forget that you actually know someone for a very long time but yeah i do definitely remember that stuff well (laughs) before we get started on this stuff i just want to point out um a couple things um Obviously, subscribe to the channel if you're watching, because if you know, I need to pump those numbers up. They were at I think 666 YouTube subscribers, and that was a little ominous for a while. It was a little spooky in time for Halloween, but then that that got um that got fixed. But the big thing down here is the live chat, the crypto live chat. So my friend Naomi, which by the way, shout out to Naomi Brockwell, who is awesome and made this thing called CoinTree I'm using. But also, I'm competing for her airtime right now. She's chatting with another Edge member, Paul. And so, hey. hey, Paul. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to try to, but it's basically you have two competing shows at exactly the same time. Edge is getting some coverage. It's great. But there's this thing, cointr.ee/slash the desert links, which is my little nonsense. Uh, you can go there and leave a, mes- a donation with a message, and it pops up right here in the little crypto live chat thing, the live super chat. So I just, I gave myself 14 cents just so I could say that um, to let you guys know that you can do the same thing. And of course, I'll vet stuff, vet the comments, make sure there's nothing a little bit too weird. And then I'll just pop them up on the screen. So if you want to join the live chat, you can throw some random, random coin over and then there you go. It shows up and that's always a good time. Very cool. Yes, indeed. And um, I think I was forgetting something, but... Oh yeah, download, edge wallet. We, download we, edge wallet. we can go to that. We can go to that at the end of this whole thing. Oh, that's what it is what I'm wearing. So, I have a free Russ shirt from Descent, and if you get one of these, some of the again, no one paid me. I'm just trying to help Ross out. Right, a free Russell Brick shirt, and if you go to D C E N T like Descent. Descentlife.io, I believe, is where it is. You can get one of those. I have another one too. They're pretty cool shirts and they help put money towards Free Ross. So now that we already went through all that kind of stuff.
1: Free Ross.
0: Free Ross. Free Ross. It's kind of like when they used to say Ron Paul. Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> Free,
1: Ross. Free Ross.
0: Yes. So OKX, what's going on there?
1: Well, that didn't. didn't the CEO just get arrested?
0: um I didn't keep up that soon. I do know that they were is under investigation.
1: And all of selling was put on hold, right? For the OX coin and as well as Bitcoin.
0: Yeah, which is it's kind of a rough thing. So, first off, what's up with OKX? Why are they under investigation?
1: Um, you know, on, honestly, I couldn't even tell you why they're under investigation. Mm-hmm. All I know is that the CEO has definitely had his face and his business in the newspaper a few times. Mm. So maybe it's time for them to change up their management.
0: Yes, it could be. Um, I believe the last time I was on here, I was chatting about uh, BitMEX and their whole thing. And then the price crashes after that. And then now it's OKX. And then the price takes a dip. Not so serious, but still. Um, as you pointed out, there was a um, there was a, a lot of shuffling of funds from there to Binance. Yeah, which,
1: right after, funny enough.
0: Yes, which might just be a bunch of people like, oh, I, I can withdraw my funds. I'm going to do that. And I'll do the next big exchange. It could be some shady backdoor kind of stuff. But uh, is it just me or does it seem like the exchange car- system is a little cartelized? And there might be some funny stuff going on there.
1: Yeah, when you're holding somebody else's money, I guess you could be cartelized. Yeah. Um, Honestly, it it lies with corruption. It lies with greed. It lies with people's selfish um, endeavors in this world, unfortunately. Mm. Um, People don't always think what I can do for the other guy. They think, what am I going to get for this? Yeah. And I honestly think that that's like the wrong method, even to be managing an exchange, a cryptocurrency exchange, somewhere that you're supposed to feel as though you're on the right path to decentralization. You're really being able to manage your own money, Mm -hmm. buy things when you want to. And then they take advantage of systems and they get in trouble. I mean, I'm not going to go into depth with BitMEX because they are our investor, but <laughs> I will tell you that I am not a personal fan of leaving any money on an exchange unless I'm planning on moving that money within 24 hours.
0: Yeah, that's something that I don't think a lot of people um, understand so much is why you just don't want your money on exchanges. Yeah. And it's uh, there, I guess we could imagine a day someday when exchanges are relatively safe to leave money on. And you know, it's, things are a little bit better, you know, audited, things like that. But just generally speaking, the thing that I think that this really opens up is, don't leave your money in exchanges, don't leave your money in bank accounts. Wait, what did I just say on that part? <laughs> don't leave your money in bank accounts, huh? I
1: don't leave my money in bank accounts. And I have six bank accounts, but the same reason- <laughs> like a dollar I- each five exchanges that I'm betted through. And I do it for this exact reason. Those people that just took their money out of OKX and they transferred it to Binance. Mm -hmm. That exact reason. You tell me I can't sell my money with you, I'll sell my money with somebody else.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a lot easier of a bargaining position when you have the money. And it's not that it's like, oh, give it back because I want to trade with a competitor. Oh, technical difficulties. Yeah. You know.
1: That's ridiculousness. And when they start messing with your money, that's supposed to be decentralized, mm-hmm. and starting to show ownership to it, it's like, what's really going on here?
0: Yeah, um, I think that there is something. Um, da Vinci Jeremy, one of these uh, crypto trader YouTube people that I interviewed earlier this week, he actually said that you should probably leave your money on exchanges. It, and it's pretty funny because it's—I gotta hit the nuance in a second—but because his. One of his products, his offerings is Pandora's wallet, which is a you know, a wallet where you hold your own keys that is automatically hooked up to exchanges that just automatically transfers to them, makes a trade and with- automatically withdraws. So you hold on to your money, which is a pretty cool thing. And he just says, most people should probably, unless you have a ton of money, it's probably better to leave it on an exchange. And like, some I agree, some I don't, but basically the point is, most people are just gonna lose their keys anyway and they don't have a lot of risk coming from, you know, just having like a couple grand on exchange or something. It's when you start to have serious money that you want to have it at home. Now, I, I get both of those points. I personally do think that we should be better at self-custody. We should find ways of making it easier rather than just be like, eh, let someone else take care of it.
1: Yeah, out of curiosity, um... Hmm would you think that leaving your money in a bank account that gets monitored by the IRS would be a safe thing to do, even though you have access to it?
0: No, no.
1: At the end of the day, regardless on how much money you have, how long does it take for you to send a transaction in Bitcoin to your exchange?
0: Depends on the day, but like, you know, 10, 20 minutes all day, One of the one of the two?
1: Ten to twenty minutes. Sometimes every two hours, right? Because I mean let's just say that the network is jam-packed. Yeah. So with that, would you really say because it's gonna take ten to twenty to two hours, it's worth losing a couple thousand dollars? Mm -hmm. I mean, is the risk really worth the reward? Mm -hmm. If you were like, Hey, you know, I got some insider information, Bitcoin's gonna splurge or you know dash is going to go up and crazy and I'm going to have to buy a whole bunch of it. Is it really worth not just sending it right then? Yeah. Is it so much easier to already have it there?
0: So, I mean, it it is sometimes that that's the thing that's a little bit, you know, kind of sad is like sometimes people are like, Oh my gosh, I got to like send and trade it. And then they, you know, put the transaction fee depending on when, how much time it is, they wait and it comes on and it's like they refresh their browser a million times, confirm, oh, it's confirmed, I do the trade. Sometimes there is a little bit, um, that's why I think we need to polish the technology a little bit more. So for example, uh, with Dash deposits, if an exchange it recognizes the special features, under two seconds. Mm-hmm. Or even Coinbase, which is super stringent about this stuff and says we want two whole confirmations, even though the blocks are permanent after one, they say we want yeah. two. Five minutes. It's like, yeah. that's good. And there's a um, uh, the FastPass network as they call it, which is kind of a, basically a page of all kinds of partners that accept Dash's special features. Yeah. And therefore, you know, you can just transfer from exchange to exchange. It's all gonna be instant. That kind of stuff is something that I think could really chip into this whole thing. Uh, another totally. thing that is exchanges, like banks aren't exchanges. There's a little bit of a difference with that. With first off, banks are insured, supposedly.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: So if, you know, you get, you know, old school bank robbery, right? (laughs) Something like that, then you're going to be okay. Whereas if the exchange, your funds are not SAFU necessarily, like it could be a problem. Also, there's uh, basically banks spend a lot more time and effort custodying funds. Whereas like exchanges is just like, we got them so we can switch them around. It's a much more it's like a you know, busy casino. It's like we run around with money bags in a busy casino, it's like a little bit, I would say easier to slip by. It's kind of an easier, more natural honeypot. It's because it's, it's how do we get money on and move it around and withdraw? It's not just like security. So there might be a custody service at some point, which, you know, philosophically, I don't think people, I think people should hold on to their own damn money, right? That's just philosophically for me. But if some people don't want to, or they, they have bad, you know, they have bad like they just got seed phrases lying around on their floor and their dog's chewing on one of them. And like if they're that kind, like maybe there should be a service that charges a very slight amount and just kind of holds on to it for you and does have insurance and stuff like that. But that's not an exchange.
1: Yeah, I know they're currently coming up with those actual companies right now. Mm-hmm. Um You know, I always suggest to people when they have that kind of information, make it as meaningful as your favorite photo. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm kind of sharing a lot of the secrets, but sometimes people can just put those seed phrases behind their favorite photo. And that could be a safe enough storage. So could eliminate the possibility of somebody taking your funds off an exchange. Now, also, you stated something about swapping. um, like Bitcoin to Dash mm-hmm. or anything like that. You know, these wallets especially like Edge um, we're big there big it is big <laughs> big blocks and trades. Yes. with multiple countries multiple currencies we have the ability to transfer money into your account within 30 minutes to 2 hours depending on which one you want to go to mm-hmm. um, It now as far as like an exchange, what I think of an exchange as is I want to pull off Two thousand or more dollars—something mm-hmm. I don't want to swap to another coin. I maybe want to cash it out to USD, USDC, USDT, um, Tether, any of okay. those things to kind of keep it so it keep, it's, keeps its value, and I can reinvest it later. At the same point as I can send that for that transaction straight back to my wallet for a fraction of the cost, mm-hmm. and know that here, not have to worry about it, and i still hold my own
0: keys yeah that's what i would suggest a lot of people um, i never got the little trader type thing like i know understand people are it just was never me and so i've used swaps like in edge all the time and Mm -hmm. you know i use swap space as a little marketplace for that that you just find the lowest rate depending i use that too it's that kind of stuff i've never i remember one time way back in the day there was some you know No offense to anyone, but some shit coin named Scott coin, which actually got used in a few pubs in like Glasgow and stuff like that. It was kind of weird, but, um, I was trying to sell some on an exchange and I, it was only on this one exchange and I, like, I actually created an exchange account and I'm looking at this and my head's spinning. I'm like, buy or sell stop loss, but what is this? I just want to like take this. It's just like the SpongeBob, you know, pat you take all this and put it over there. I just want to take yeah. all this and turn it into Bitcoin or whatever it was at the time. And uh, but you know, a lot of people unfortunately are sort of in that world, which is why I think places like uh Coinbase and Uphold and stuff are pretty much you know where people go. Which by the way, have we heard of like Coinbase hacks? I don't my memory's short on that. Um Coinbase
1: hacks as of, I know that they've stopped selling and stopped buying on certain coins, mm-hmm. which again, it leaves sour taste in my mouth because yeah. when you're talking about decentralization, how does somebody have the power to stop?
0: It? Yeah, well, obviously it's a centralized company, you know?
1: Yeah, so yeah. I mean, it just defeats the whole decentralized feeling behind cryptocurrency in the community. And so, I personally am not a fan of Coinbase, and I won't be a fan of Coinbase. I do like some of their management. I'm Mm -hmm. friends with the ladies on their team, but I am just personally not accustomed to having somebody to stop me.
0: (laughs) Not accustomed. Again, you know, you're preaching to the choir here, Mister. You know, unbanked for five years, four years, or whatever it's been. (laughs) So yeah, I, I don't like permission either.
1: Yeah, I'm just not the person that wants to ask. I mean, I don't have a problem telling people what I'm spending my money on when mm-hmm. it comes down to taxes, but uh-huh. at the end of the day, I just don't want to feel like I have to ask to get my money off if they decide that they don't want to, you yeah. know, let Please, it Please, sir,
0: anymore. can I have my money? Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah my plug included, but cracking. Okay.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so you made and mentioned Tether there, and I saw some headline about Tether's got massive volume right now like 600 billion or something so something crazy like that yeah um, so tether seems to be on the rise and first off i haven't i know more than a lot of people but i don't think i know what tether is <laughs> because my knowledge of what it is first off in the old days it was like it was like the first great stable coin as far as i was able to tell and yes. then it was just like, oh well, someone has like a bunch of bank accounts, and then if you just give them your money, you get this this like digital thing, and it. I, I never got like why you wanted a crypto peg dollar. I thought the point of crypto was it wasn't doesn't tank like the dollar, but then I got like, oh okay, skirting regulations. I get it. You want to be able to trade, get in and out of the value without being like you know doing all the you know the KYC stuff every single time. Yeah. And then there was a time when all this Tether news started to hit, which was, you know, oh, they're being audited or, oh, they're not entirely backed by dollars in the bank. Oh, they're guaranteed with this. Oh, they're just printing Tether out. Like, and I was just, I actually got really scared because I have, you know, I live on crypto. And while I don't care about Tether, I just knew that I'm like, my purchasing power could go to like the dumps if Tether just disappears tomorrow and it was looking like a possibility. And then Tether just sort of like kept chugging along. And then it was like switching to Ethereum instead. And then they switched to like, some of them are on OMG. And then I don't even know where we're at now, but it's like Tethers are everywhere. I don't know what is Tether. What is Tether? Do you know? Can you tell me?
1: For me, it's a stable coin. Mm -hmm. um, That is, yes, they changed it to an ERC20 token, I believe.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And then it's also, so it's USDT. Mm -hmm. Um, and tether is able to like so if you're ready to sell your bitcoin for fiat but you want to keep it in a liquid value without having to actually cash it out Mm -hmm. or maybe your exchange doesn't hold usd you can peg it to the dollar now i've seen tether when it was like 95 cents and that's a little questionable because when you're pegging something to the dollar and it's changing and fluctuating within like five cents of the actual dollar it becomes a questionable asset, right? So you're mm-hmm. losing a little bit of money. If I put a good amount of money in it, it could actually make a viable effect to me. Um, I just I would assume that for me and for uh, most people, tether is just a way to kind of hold your your crypto in an interim, mm-hmm. like a way just to kind of keep it there so you can respend it again, but it won't lose value too bad.
0: Yeah. Or. <laughs> I mean it it tends to like bounce back to where it's at
1: yeah but it, it's just back around a dollar
0: yeah the economic um the economic prospects the the you know the economic um principles behind tether are kind of interesting in the way the the in the way it ends up being priced um I don't for you know I don't believe it's you know worth just a dollar but it's funny because on the one hand it's worth less than a dollar because you're at least you're trusting the federal reserve, which is a giant, you know, staple relatively like it, it's, it's evil. I don't like it, but it's like the big grill. That's probably not going to go down tomorrow, maybe in a couple of years. Yeah. Right. And
1: yeah,
0: yeah tether is a little bit more like wild west. You can't actually buy anything with tether. Really. There's a few little places that say we've take stable coins, but I don't, I don't trust that, but, well, I
1: mean, yeah, but it's an easy way to push your money into yeah. a bank without having to do OTC
0: exactly and that's that's where the bout that's the benefit of it that's where that gets priced in is because it's not as good as dollars but then it's better than dollars in other ways for you know especially for traders so it kind of equalizes out and depending on what people are doing with bitcoin it could become super valuable like for example when bitcoin's crashing and then all of a sudden everyone wants tether because it's just like yeah. you just throw it well, in
1: thing is Bitcoin's crashing, and you don't want to lose your value on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So, like eleven thousand seven hundred dollars, you mm-hmm. immediately turn that into Tether. You're gonna get eleven thousand seven hundred dollars in USDT. Yeah. At the same point, and what if Bitcoin crashes down to eleven thousand three hundred? You just pick it back up. Yeah. With Tether.
0: Yeah. So that's that that usefulness, which kind of reminds me of um,
1: the traders' you know, coin.
0: Yes. Of the also the concept of fair value, which is basically um, the value of an asset has something to do with its actual use and sometimes mm-hmm. when you price things, um, things can get like the actual price can be a little bit different. So for example, if I want to get paid um, if someone's gonna pay like, let's just say you're gonna pay me ten dollars right or say a hundred dollars in Bitcoin there. of course
1: right because yeah. that's how all of us edge employees get paid Well uh,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying if I'm gonna be paid in a crypto in a currency right? First off if it's like fiat it's better like i, I don't have a way to receive that so sorry <laughs> but but if if it's someone says oh i'll pay you in bitcoin cash or litecoin or something I'll, 100 bucks that's good now if someone says i'll pay you in bitcoin btc i'll probably want like 110 or 115 or more for the same amount of work because when i get it I know I got to, like, anytime I move it, I'm going to take a hit on the thing. It's going to be some time spent actually moving around. And this is like, again, for, people have different valuations on this, but, like, I will want less. And now if someone sends me, wants to pay me in Dash, I'll take, like, $95 worth of Dash because it just works around. I'm blowing some minds here. I'm sorry. But it's it's just because of the, uh, the ease of actually using it and spending it and stuff, which is what I want it for. If it's, like you know, investment tank or whatever, then maybe I'd be a little bit different. But like, uh, for example, I did get like around 20 or more dollars worth of Bitcoin on float, this uh, decent, this social media site in tips. And then I like, by the time I moved it and then switched it to something I could spend and stuff, it was like 13 bucks or 14 bucks. And I'm just Because
1: like, you did it through the float platform and not through Edge.
0: Yeah, probably. But- But anyway, that just kind of goes to
1: do things as expensive as you. I am a very mm -hmm. penny pincher and if people want to pay me in Bitcoin, I'll actually cut money off their their invoice.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, crypto in general is like a crypto
1: So much more. I don't want to wait $3 for somebody to have to pay a wire fee. And then Mm -hmm. somehow I get charged for a wire fee to collect money. Yeah. Like how is that even fair? So they're paying the wire fee. I'm paying the wire fee. And I'm paying $15 wire fee just for money to come into my bank account. No, thank you. I'd rather take Bitcoin every single day. Uh, yes, Dash is a great way. And I, mm-hmm. send, um, I send Dash to a lot of our ambassadors because mm-hmm. it's a great, easy way. It does It's not as volatile as Bitcoin is. Um, I enjoy mm-hmm. receiving funds in Bitcoin, though.
0: Yeah, it's more of something I tried to make a point is... When you're in the crypto matrix like when you plug into the matrix all of a sudden you get the cool shades and everything is easier and it's not like some um some of these kinds of things are work better than others or different ways or whatever but it's just once you're in that world with the code isn't it kind of funny that you have the code background
1: yeah for this yeah thing too? The but once you're, background i got you
0: yeah but once you're in you're in and everything becomes easier it's just that that the check, the fiat checkpoint. That's that's the pain in the butt. Um Which reminds me of um, the Department of Justice is coming after encryption because they don't like our cool little Matrix world we're living in. Uh, I've seen a few different headlines of you know there's there's always an anti-encryption bill. It always has something to do with the children. What would we do? You know. Do you have you thought of the children today, Jessica?
1: I think about the children every day. Obviously, my children's artwork is behind me. It's yes. all just Bitcoin if anybody wants to buy any. Maybe I'll take Dash. Yeah. Um, but I will not take cash. Yeah, um, sure. But <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think that anything that the government can't see, get, get their hands on, or understand, mm. they're going to place bans on it. I mean, what were they saying about Bitcoin before they actually started to understand it? What were they what was the IRS saying about Bitcoin before they started hiring crypto experts to help them do tax returns
0: mm-hmm.
1: what was you know the governments in other countries including China um saying about Bitcoin because they could they didn't understand it but now it's okay because now they can actually learn how to track it yeah I mean, they want to control things everybody wants their hands on the control on the controls
0: mm-hmm yeah and i think it's it's kind of interesting because um you can kind of i guess go after cryptocurrencies because it's transmitting money here and there you can kind of like see where people go in and out to dollars or whatever but when talking about encryption in general like oh you didn't and then encrypted chat like are you gonna just ban it just put people in jail for using an app like yeah and so that kind of seems weird what what i think i thought was interesting is um when they put out the new guidelines talking about trying to go after privacy enhancing or aecs anonymity enhanced cryptocurrencies for my recollection and basically um basically just saying if you have these you need to have some sort of a backdoor otherwise you could be liable and yeah. where it doesn't where it's not clear yet is is that little backdoor thing, do they mean a way for people to self audit, to self kind of like self docs to the IRS kind of thing? Or is it for like at a protocol level? Because those are two very different things. For example, if you use Monero or Zcash or whatever, you have view keys, you have something like that that you can provide to people that allow them to kind of see what what's going on. Same thing with uh, Beam. I was chatting with the Beam CTO and he's saying that there's an optional auditability feature where you can have this like, you can export. Um, you can kind facility, of
1: export. Yeah. yeah well,
0: you yeah, basically you export like an auditability key that just says what's going on. And so.
1: Yeah. Where your funds have gone to and if you've assigned them though.
0: Yes. And so. Uh, the same thing, I believe. So I know that there's been some accounting firms like Node 40 that have done that with Dash for mixed funds as well, where you can just yeah. put out your wallet. You know, you just can basically, um, you know, basically get the, it all out there in the open, but it's voluntary
1: mm-hmm. as it
0: should be. Um, my personal opinion is at some point they're going to stop rumbling with this sort of stuff and just realize that people are going to. People are going to hide money anyway, and the thing that they're after isn't just everyone. Even it's the big fish, cyber
1: criminals, people extorting the hospitals, the banks, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yes. And and, um, Francisco from the Monero core team had a fun. He had a fun point where he said that um, he believes that it was. It's kind of a way of scaring people into, you know, paying up who might not have otherwise done it. It just says, Oh, just same thing as when they say we can trace Monero transactions, we've found out a bunch of stuff just to get people it just kinda of like shake the tree and see what comes out and then it's you know
1: self incrimination. No, you didn't. Yeah. I don't know what you're
0: thinking about. Yeah. So I don't know if you'd agree with that assessment that it's kind of more of a tree shake than a crackdown yet.
1: Yeah, I don't think that they have anything that they can technically do. I think that the statute laws with money is nine nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars needs to be reported of being transferred. Mm-hmm. So I think that that same statute law should be in place with maybe Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And I would only say that if that's inside the U.S. sent mm-hmm. something nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars from outside the U.S., nobody in the U.S. knows that. Mm-hmm. So technically, I don't really have to say anything. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's gonna be a, a push-pull forever. What I, I'm pretty sure as soon as enough offshore account kind of things get shut down, as soon as that stuff dries up, and then you have the political class start to use encrypted cryptocurrencies and yeah. stuff like that, they're gonna be like, yeah, yeah they're like, way well, I mean, you yeah, know, as, yeah. as long as there's an audit bill. Yeah, yeah. Goldman <laughs> well, Sachs a couple years
1: ago said we would never buy, Bitcoin for anybody's portfolios. And here they are now saying that Bitcoin's going to be over, uh, what do you say, $100,000 by the end of 2025?
0: Was it, was it a million? I, I don't remember the specific I could
1: have, number. I can't It was a high number.
0: Yeah, it was a um, big one. Um, and it, it's funny how, um, I mean, I've changed my mind over time. There's no getting around that. I don't know everything. I have
1: wait I know everything yeah. I'm so glad to meet somebody that doesn't I'll teach you the world
0: well yeah hey I don't have kids yet so I don't know everything <laughs> yeah, what you do you gotta say you know shut up you little thing you, you know mommy knows everything <laughs> but um uh, as far as like not knowing everything um like I have changed my opinion over time but I, I don't think I've ever come out with a really strong braggadocious stance and then like a year later I'm just like saying the opposite and like you can't just you can't just do that. You can't just act like you didn't say what you did before. It's just like you, you know, you come out, you know, you come out, you go to the bathroom, and you come out dressed completely differently. Someone's gonna address it, like where that beard come from? What's going on? But you can't yeah. just go and say, Bitcoin sucks. It's a scam. It's a Ponzi. And then like, oh yeah, I think it's gonna to go to you know, hundred thousand or a million per coin or whatever it is. <laughs> Isn't that
1: what our president does? Yeah, but he. Oh, oh, didn't he it.
0: does that so much that it's 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 not like he's not consistent and then changes it. He's consistently inconsistent to where it's just like oh yeah, blah, blah, he says something next month. Next Wasn't minute. he a Democrat
1: and said he was never going to be a Republican, and he consistently yeah. he just like flat out changed it and became yes. a Republican.
0: But that's kind of his thing. He's very consistent. I'm, just, in how I'm inconsistent flat out he on the same page
1: because I always I was always taught. Mm-hmm. to Follow our leader. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh,
1: man, what a bad example. Yeah. Which,
0: you know, I'm not. This is not a political shock. I get too far into it, but I do think that this has been great for sort of dismantling the idea of follow the leader. Because when you see what what the leaders like, it's like, oh, that's that's who the guy was always that.
1: Dollars and taxes too.
0: Yeah, that that was a that was a baller move. But that's a. That's a di- again, a different subject. You might upset some of the inmates talking about this. Uh oh. <laughs> no, but speaking of t- Twitter, because you can't mention old POTUS without mentioning Twitter.
1: I know they just suspended his account. Did you see that? Was it his? It was suspended for like three minutes.
0: Oh, okay, and then he, of course, he's he's milking it for all it's worth. I'm sure <laughs> just yeah. milking oh, that yeah. cow. They
1: suspended me.
0: Yes, they um, Twitter in its. It starts with Twitter, but there's a whole lot more. Uh, Twitter's been doing some interesting stuff, like they've been labeling certain things. Like when someone says something, they label the person, like this person is a representative in this district, or RT News is Russian state-affiliated media, but somehow BBC isn't. And like, there's a there's a few things, or they just say warn it. They, they put little addendums about, like, well, actually, you should know this about this, and it's like, um, uh, there's a great. It used to be the Wild West, and that's what everyone loves about social media: is, is you just post anything. You know, your grandma shares memes on Facebook. You
1: know what they called? Freedom of speech or First Amendment right?
0: Yes. Which it's funny because it that governs. Um, it basically is a restriction on government, not private enterprise. However, there's a difference between a publisher and a platform. And these kinds of things like Twitter are supposed to be platforms that just like let people say what they want as long as they're not like harassing or attacking people, like, as long as murder, they're
1: not, yeah, murder threats and Yeah, stuff.
0: that kind of stuff. And if you start deciding what content is or isn't there, now you become a publisher. like You're actually sanctioning the stuff on here. And then you can be liable for the content they post. So then when someone says... Oh, Trump's got the Rona. I hope you know. I hope he dies. I'm gonna kill him anyway, or some some kind of shocking things like that. Then, what you got to do is, uh, then they become liable for publishing that, and they're not. So it's this weird. They're trying. They really, they flirted with that sort of censorship stuff. Now they put their whole foot in. I just got to give a quick shout out to Ken Bozak, who gives what five hearts. So hi, Ken. We did mention you in the pre-show.
1: Um, I love you, Ken.
0: I have a great business opportunity for you. I'm gonna to talk to you about it. I'm gonna
1: help you with your taxes, my friend.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> help help Bro Bro with his taxes. But so back bro, bro, to So back to Twitter. Bro,
1: no buy milk.
0: Yes, buy milk. <laughs> uh, when you put um Facebook at the same time ta- same time has been doing fact checkers where you post a meme. Or like a Babylon B article or something. They'll just like yeah. Nah, actually blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and the bottom
1: it will say this is actually what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they've done a bunch of weird abusive stuff with that too. Oh uh, my buddy Ben Swan has of course posted a lot of controversial content there. I mean, I wouldn't say controversial by any rational person's perspective, but you know, according to the powers that be. And then they've gone in and said, Well, actually not true. And then under the description of why they marked the whole thing as like actually not true. If they found like one little se- sentence where may or could possibly <laughs> like those two words were like different. And then they just said the whole thing. They just rejected the whole thing. So there's been some crazy censorship type stuff. Yeah. And so first off, how do you think this is going to end with a lot of platforms stepping over the line to now we're actually deciding what people should and shouldn't be saying?
1: Well, it's coming down to exactly what you've already talked about is D-Live coming mm-hmm. to, to light because they're a, um, a less hierarchy, mm-hmm. a less controlling um, environment for people to express how they're feeling about situations. More decentralized platforms are going to come to light. Um, they, people want to express how they feel. It's not like we're glued to Twitter. We've came accustomed to it, but yeah, we can undo ourselves and start something new. Um, it just takes the right mindset of people to create it.
0: Yeah. And people have been popping up with all kinds of alternatives, uh, the worst offender and therefore the best alternative is gotta be in the video scene because YouTube has been smacking all kinds of people around. They just deleted like a hundred or more channels. Um, pretty much everyone cool I know has gotten censored off of YouTube. And the crypto purge was that way for a while. And uh, again, Da Vinci, who I chatted with earlier this week, had a very, because he actually got banned and then his channel came back. And his um, his theory on that is he's he has ads on, his monetization. And there's a bunch of Scam ads that people are running and YouTube is just allowing scammers to advertise and he says a lot of people are marking the whole video as Like a scam or whatever because of the ad and just was an honest honest mistake, but he doesn't think it's very he thinks it's kind of malicious that Twitter's even add like letting that be what people think about crypto anyway About having these ads on but that's a little bit of a sidetrack crypto people have been banned a lot anyone talking about the Rona has been banned pretty much Anyone talk about, it. but then there's a lot of people who are in between that I've noticed for a while. Like I follow a bunch, I follow some comedy channels and, you know, <laughs> comedy can't exist in, you know, the, in the, you know, in Soviet America or whatever. Uh, so those things have gotten demonetized, even just random jokey stuff. Um, some weird like fitness and martial art channels and stuff like that have also gotten randomly demonetized. Not just recently, but like a couple years ago, even YouTube's been really hostile to not just oh, you can say what you want as long as it agrees with us. It's like, no, they just want certain kinds of content. And they throttle your videos if they're under 10 minutes, which some of mine are, I'm sorry. Um, Not this one for sure. Because there's not enough room to shove advertisements in there. They've been doing a lot of weird stuff. So first off, when do you think is the great YouTube exodus? When is it going to happen? When is YouTube going to be for boomers only?
1: You know, I honestly don't ever think it's going to happen. I think that some people are going to be okay with, you know, getting shut down and some people are not going to have any problems with getting shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the MySpace days and um, you'd get a inbox notice from a moderator mm-hmm. and the moderator would be some random person that thought their judgment was above everybody else's and that they saw the report, they read the, you know, what you'd written or they saw your picture or they, Saw your video, and they told you why they didn't agree with it. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a reason why a lot of people switched over to Facebook because they couldn't express themselves freely on MySpace. And MySpace was like for my generation; it was our social network. It was before the Twitter days, and that's kind of like we could put a a song in our background and put a picture in our background and really make people feel like they're going onto our own. Yes, and wedding.
0: fight over top friends ranking and have like crying. Meltdowns over there. Yes. Well, I thought I was your bestie. team.
1: Well, I thought I was your top eight. Yeah. But at the end of the day, MySpace started inboxing those people with the mods, mm. and when they started inboxing people with those mods, that's when people started finding a different platform. Mm. So now that YouTube's taking into it, there are going to people. That are going to find a new platform there are going to be people that are so stuck on youtube and the fact that they understand it that they can work through it that it doesn't bother them that much they have never been banned they've never been kicked off they only know people that have to them it doesn't matter as much mm. but to the people that have had it personally happen to them or their friends or you know their co-workers or whatnot they find it a little bit more hurtful that youtube would even think about monitoring what they would say and yes youtube is a big bully and- cryptocurrency. They have been. Naomi's been kicked off of there. Um Wolftech, um, a whole, Rambrisi, a whole bunch of people have been kicked off of it for no reason. And it's really, really, really sad. But at the same time, some of these mods think that they have power. Mm-hmm. And obviously the power has been reinstated to the person with the channel and on most of these occasions because they've seen that the moderator took their power a little bit too aggressively. Yeah. And so maybe YouTube can kind of implement a better way to approach the situation.
0: I mean, I would think so. Now, just the way it's been especially crazy because everyone else is kind of like, well, well, we're just trying to crack down. We're just, you know, abusive language or spread of misinformation or you know, we're just going to try to, you know, but YouTube's taken a very strong stance where they just said...
1: attacks, yeah. Yeah,
0: if anyone posts content that goes against, uh, I believe it was the World Health Organization guidelines, which have changed quite a few times. Right. And that's a whole nother topic. But they to
1: figure something new out.
0: Yes, then you're just getting, you're getting whacked completely. And it's not just, sometimes it's just, they just said, you know, the CEO just said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to just censor people that don't, say this exact thing
1: yeah. and
0: of course that migrated a bunch of other people over but um there's i'm a huge library shell, and it's okay but uh that'll be our why but i especially like the odyssey platform which is their newest little site that looks very youtube-esque is trying to eat youtube's lunch and they're growing and growing and growing and it's probably where you are gonna be watching this video to be honest i mean you might be watching it live on youtube because you know there's no live stream mail, and library yet. As soon as there is, it'll be there. There. Yeah. But it's over there right now. Uh, I don't monetize with uh, YouTube super chats because I don't have a thousand subscribers. I don't have four thousand hours of like watch time in the last year, or whatever. I don't. You know, I haven't done KYC because I don't have a bank account. All that kind of stuff. So no, I don't do those super chats. I do my own. Again, thanks Naomi for CoinTree, but. Pretty soon, it will be a choice to use these kind of old systems. Like right now, it's just if you're not on YouTube, you're kind of nobody-ish. But you used to you were nobody like a year ago. What you? I'm
1: not on YouTube. Well, you are now. Oh.
0: Yeah, people are probably watching you. In fact, I know there's people who are watching you on YouTube right now, like Ken Ken, Are you watching
1: me on YouTube right now, Ken, or is it on D Live?
0: Um, well, he commented in the YouTube live chat, so. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's still around. He kind of like comes and goes like the wind. I know. So, Let me
1: text him and tell him to get his butt back into my chat.
0: Yes. We need to get and Now we're going to do the Ken Bozak hijacking. Good thing this, the, the purges were the last items we were going to talk about specifically. Uh, but right now, there's like viable U2 alternatives. Some people do bit shoot. I never got bit shoot. It seems like all conspiracy and chemtrails and stuff. But I don't know. Then DLive was a thing, kind of went away. Um,
1: Yeah, and then there wasn't... There's this other one. DTube, yeah.
0: Yeah, that got kind of caught up in the Justin Sun steam.
1: Yeah, the Tron problems.
0: Yeah, all that stuff. So it's pretty much just like library, and library's been growing by leaps and bounds. I mean...
1: I've heard a lot about it.
0: It's pretty much... uh, The traffic's been a little bit... So library.tv was their main web portal for this. And then when they put out odyssey they've been trying to get people to move over and so like the stats are a little wonky but i believe it's somewhere like five and a half million visitors every month something like that
1: oh yeah it's, that's pretty impressive
0: it's starting to get there i think Bitshoot might be like 10 or 15 or something and but then that's like the big fish of the alt platforms and then you start going up. Eventually, you know, YouTube is like three hundred and eighty-eight billion or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. I don't know. It's insane. Yeah. But eventually, you get to where you have a lot of content that you you can get most of what you want on these other platforms. But then also, there's some stuff you can only get on them. And I'm a big fan of the library exclusive kind of a idea. But eventually, you're going to see some sort of competition. But I guess it does kind of bring up the greater point, which is um, one of the hardest things to do is um, moderate (laughs) online communities. Have you ever done anything of the sort? God, no. No, you don't have like an edge discord or something that you like delete spammers from or you know.
1: Uh, So we have a Telegram channel that every three days I post, this is not a channel, please reach out to us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We had to get off of it. Um, We had way too many scammers telling people they were our our executive or they were on our support team and we needed their information or we needed all their funds to be sent to our wallets. So I just kind of go into our um, WhatsApp channel and our Telegram channel and make sure that people don't send money to scammers. Mm -hmm. Other than that, no.
0: Yeah. Not anybody.
1: I don't like paying God.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's one of those things is – and my, my recent thinking on the subject has kind of been modeled a little bit more around not thinking good or bad, just think, why did things turn out that way? And if that's not an acceptable outcome, it's not because people were being evil. It's because the system needs some tweaking. And first off, centralized social media having moderation is to a certain extent a good thing where you can report a fake Roger Vera account, how many of those are there out there, and they get removed and stuff like that. The problem is Twitter and YouTube are inundated, and Facebook too, inundated with scam bots, just inundated, and they cannot keep up. And decentralized, more decentralized solutions have got to be worse, to be honest. Like, they've got to get more, and it just, there's got to be a better way. And so I got to give a shout out to a very strange service, which I don't know if you've, have you used Twitch before?
1: Twitch, yeah. Twitch. We, did, we did stream on it. Um, Twitch,
0: it's a different thing. Oh, I, a, I, I haven't
1: done Twitch, just Twitch. Gosh, so, they don't know how to come up with their own names these days, do they? Exactly,
0: and I, sorry um, Mr. Moisty, or Elon Moist is what the <laughs> the CEO guy calls <laughs> But so it's basically a Twitter alternative running on Bitcoin SV. And Generally, that's the only thing I will mention in a positive light about about Bitcoin SV. But is the one thing I, have I do. Bitcoin SV. You have some. Yes. Well, okay. Well, do you um do you have a money button?
1: No.
0: Okay. Well, figure out how to use Twitch because it's basically like a, a knockoff of Twitter. All the tweets, twitches, whatever, they all go on chain as a transaction. Which I don't know the sustainability of that, and I'm I'm not here to say it. But the interesting thing is. The Twitchonomics, which are, it costs like a a couple of cents to make a post. And Mm -hmm. therefore, and then if someone likes your post, you get some money. If they branch it, they like retweet it. Then everyone under that who retweets it, like all the money kind of trickles back to you. It's like a pyramid thingy on that side. Right? Yeah. But... It's interesting because it's a game and like that's one way that people really will get involved with things is it's a game. It's fun. They'll play it. Whether it's actual gambling or it's just like, you know, a game like Splinterlands that Ken Bozak can't get the fuck off of. But whatever, that's a different that's a different subject. But I noticed there's almost no random spam out there because it costs a couple cents to post. And if you're just going to be flushing money down the drain, you're just not going to post. And... It works out for so well for things. And there's this one thing that, and this is not a Twitch endorsement, by the way, I use, I'm not bullish on it as a takeover social media network, but they're trying some new things. They were learning some new things. Uh, they have this something I am a very much of an endorsement of is instead of blocking they have a thing called the troll toll where you can set a troll toll for an individual user and have to pay it in order to talk to you. So if someone's, you have this troll who's like typing on your stuff all the time then you can just say 20 bucks troll toll. You got to pay me 20 bucks. If you want it to tweet at me again? Wow. And it's a fascinating experiment and we have to rope Ken Bozak into this because that's when he left Twitch was he ran out of money on Twitch and he went Twitch broke, which I've gotten close to a few times. And so then someone, I, I think I gave him some money or whatever, just so he could keep on going. And he starts to so Twitch is a scam, man. And people start like yelling at him. And then someone put like a, like a $20 troll toll on Ken. And then he like hustled around and crowdfunded the 20 bucks that he didn't have. He's like, Hey, can people give me some so I could talk to talk smack to this guy? And so he raised it. He paid it and just said, Twitch is a scam. He says, ha ha. I paid the toll. Twitch is a scam. Go join float instead. And the guy was like, wow, you you actually paid 20 bucks to say this. I'm actually going to go check out float now. So it was interesting how those economics sort of worked out.
1: I bet you Float sponsored it.
0: They could have. You know, they could have. And I'm over there too, of course. But those, uh, as far as like moderation is concerned, I think that charging a trace amount, like a very small amount, maybe not two cents, it's a lot, but charging a little bit is going to like, all the Telegram link spam is going to like cut out all of that. And then a lot of just, you know,
1: wasn't there like an email app that you can get people to pay some kind of small increment to be able to send you an email or something too
0: and that definitely does not cut down on spam yeah i mean it does not cut down on like useless messages but it does cut down on just the volumes of copy paste stuff so you Mm -hmm. have to read through 100 messages as opposed to 5000 and of course if you actually make people pay to send a message it's much more likely that you're just going to get their attention, which, by the way, I just got a live super chat right here. Five bucks in Dash. Thank you very much, anonymous person. Will edge carry die at some point?
1: <laughs> um, We carry maker, I believe, but not die. Mm. Um
0: is there a specific reason for that, like, oh, there's a regulatory issue or something like that?
1: Or... We have a blog about it. Let me double check.
0: Yeah. Well, while you're checking that, I'm just going to ramble about, isn't this great where this is how you get your attention. You kind of pay for it and I yeah, think that this kind, kind of, of a,
1: attention.
0: I think this kind of system is definitely going to be the next step up in, you know, social media and stuff. and. I think people just will have to at some point. This is a prediction. I think people will get used to paying for stuff that's kind of free now. We're you know, in the opposite, like used to pay for an education. Now that's free online. But yeah, uh, I think people are going to start because people are already paying right now for social media. They're paying with their attention. Their data is getting sold. They're being advertised to and they're paying in that they can't just say what they want. They're already paying. But, like, I think a lot of people, just like people do YouTube Premium and they skip the ads, uh, I think a lot of people are going to start to be like, you know what? I'm going to pay to use my social media network. I'm going to just slight, not a lot, but like a little bit. I'll pay and then I'll get exactly what I want out of it. I don't just have this like headache scrolling through a bunch of stuff, reporting accounts. Like, it just, it's a clean, it's nice. If I want to get someone's attention, I throw some extra money behind it and then it goes up. So, have oh, you. Yeah,
1: that- cool i mean it's a nice thing to be able to do especially if you have a shit coin <laughs> that you don't want to always you know use or whatever mm-hmm. and you're definitely able to use that to you know pay for more attention
0: yeah so did you figure out the thing about die
1: i am waiting um i looked it up it looks like um we have because die is the stable coin side of maker makers uh um, I don't think that we have the stable coin side of DAI, but I think that we've been looking into it. I'm waiting to hear back from my support team right now just to verify that we have.
0: So um, how long is Paul on Naomi's thing? Until when?
1: Uh, probably another minute.
0: Oh, too late. Oh, well. Well, if otherwise, it would have been great if this question came out just a little bit sooner and I would have used the Coin Tree Super Chat to ask a question from that show going on too. At some point... Uh-huh. Oh, when they we, always
1: run over, don't they? I always see you longer than an hour.
0: Well, I'm going to go up and, you know, no apologies to you guys, by the way, for just doing this stuff live on air because it's fun. Um this is
1: the day and age of figuring new stuff out. So that's yes, a
0: And like competing show type stuff. Um,
1: We're all friends here.
0: Yes. Let me see if I see Naomi's little live YouTube thingy on. Um, I don't think so it looks like she might be offline
1: oh no so
0: well she better get back into this live chat just tell paul to go say something like that yes 22 minutes ago streamed Eh.
1: oh it's done
0: yeah but so there's some kind of a do you know if it's a technical or a regulatory reason that it's not on
1: it is probably a technical reason i know that we're able to hold Stable coins of ERC twenty stable coins, mm. but I don't think that we're able to hold regular stable coins right now. Mm. So I think that the ERC version of Tether is on our wallet. Um, but we're still kind of working through, like um, holding. or oh, I'm USDC is on our wallet and okay. US. I think they're both on the Ethereum.
0: Yeah, oh, it's funny. Um, Kimbo, but yeah, I like have to our, find
1: out. RJ would have a better idea of that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure I will drop it in the comments after, after this is done. When, whenever you find out, just let me know and I'll put it under as an addendum to all, all wherever I post. Yeah, I'll
1: go ahead and uh link that that post over there to our team Slack and let them know that you're curious to know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I think we're a good point to wrap it up. Do you have anything else you wanted to add to this whole glorious nonsense?
1: Uh, no, I just really appreciate my time with you today. I hope that you have a wonderful day and uh, you're staying healthy.
0: Yeah, um, hold on, I just got a message. Uh, out of the, uh, they do carry die, but it's under add tokens instead of add wallet.
1: Okay, so it's a token, so it would be under an ERC-20.
0: Ah, okay. There we go it solved it thanks you very thanks very much um yeah, yeah. Any,
1: we hold any erc20 token that you want with the if suggestion that address and the amount of decimals and the name of it you're good to go
0: yes so i'd suggest that they should be under a ad coin slash token there you go
1: some, definitely let them know
0: some live customer feedback well, i
1: appreciate it let me know too
0: so what awesome stuff about edge do you want to tell people other than just get the wallet is there anything new cool feature coming up or anything awesome?
1: Um, You know, we always have new features. We always have new things going on with our Mm -hmm. um, company. We have new uh, partners and new countries. Uh, We have resources with India. Um, We have people in Israel that we're able to do exchanges with and the European Union. Lots of uh, partners in the United States. We have a few new partners in Canada. So just we have a lot of things going on. If you haven't tried this out lately, go ahead and uh, try this out again and see if maybe that's some of the new features that we have fit more of your needs. Um, also, we're still you know, privacy first. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we've always looked at the company and that's how we're gonna continue to look at the company.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, if you've been watching and you love this, make sure to give a subscribe, probably on YouTube where you see this or wherever else. Um, uh, also go look up the digital cash network on library LBRY and follow there. And, uh, we also, this is going out to an audio podcast as well, which I'll probably put up, you know, tomorrow or so. And that's again, same name, um, iTunes, Google podcasts, wherever else it is, give a positive rating because that really, you know, helps boost it in the rankings. Yes, it is growing, but yes, I would want it to grow faster and upvote. Like, share, subscribe. And if you want to say anything else, just because it's not in the live chat here doesn't mean those little messages in Cointree don't hit me during the week. And I do give a tweet shout out for every single one. So drop a, drop a little post after the fact super chat. A Johnny come lately super chat just because it's not live doesn't mean it's not, you know, not valuable. And yeah, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks.
1: Not your coin, not your crypto. Download Edge.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page. That's cointr.ee slash the desert links and leave a message with your donation. Check out the show's sponsors. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Avoid content censorship with Library. Live on crypto with BitRefill. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.